Welcome to Not Another Education Podcast, the podcast where we can't guarantee you'll learn anything, but if you like great stories, great chat, and brilliant guests, you are in the right place. A very ghostly and ghoulish welcome to our Halloween special today. We are going to be talking about how to celebrate Halloween in style and some of the trends that haunt us every year. And as a special trick or treat, because obviously I like to treat you guys, I thought I'd share with you some of my favourite Halloween facts. So, did you know that a pumpkin is a fruit? Oh, you did? Well, that actually makes sense because you can bake with it. So yeah, it does seem quite obvious now I've said it out loud. Okay, the second one for those movie buffs out there. John Carpenter's Halloween only had a budget of $300,000 and once it was finally produced, it was rejected by studios in Hollywood, forcing the team to release it independently. And finally, did you know that sweets weren't always given out during trick-or-treating? That's right. If you grew up before the 1950s, people used to give out nuts, fruit, and even little toys. Cute. So I don't know if you want to do a quick introduction about who you are, um, and we'll talk all things around why you're here, I guess. Sure. Um, so I'm the product manager for Twinkle Party, uh, which is a new branch of Twinkle, very exciting about uh, anything you need for a party and fun stuff, really. So greeting cards, uh, party decorations, activities, all the kind of stuff that Twinkle did a little bit of before, but now we just fully committed to the fun part, basically. Um, and uh yeah, I've been doing that for about 10 months now. Uh, we'll reach uh, the anniversary soon, just before Christmas, actually. So it'd be very exciting to see how much we've grown in a year. Yeah, absolutely. How did, how did the idea come about? Because, I mean, it's it's kind of fun in Twinkle in the sense that you can kind of like get an idea and run with it. Um, a bit like a wild horse, right? But it's, um, how did it how did it come about? Do you know kind of any of like the, the growings of it like at the very beginning yeah um so yeah the the idea was to kind of push further what twinkle can produce with this um graphic design capacity that we have and to touch on new areas and topics and uh twinkle has done decorations before we've done activities so the idea was to just keep doing that and even more of it um and uh, they kind of bundled greeting cards with it as well because it was like, well, it's also kind of fun uh, and it would be nice to produce more greeting cards specifically um, for fun purposes, really. So that's how Twinkle Party came to be. Um, and they were just looking for someone to fill the role. And I was super interested in it because um, I... I've been really interested in trying new things, new templates for Twinkle. So I was really keen to try this new exciting opportunity. And Twinkle Party is very broad as well, because when you think party, it can mean so many different things. And actually, over the past year, I've started doing a lot of different types of resources. So lately, I've been doing crafts, for example, and it, it keeps expanding the amount of things that we can do. So it's been very fun yeah I, I can imagine so I mean kind of like going back to that it's like I imagine there's like a you're kind of feeling the audience seeing what they want seeing what you know trends are kind of coming out you know when we had this like 90s revival at the beginning of summer it was like everyone wants friends right so you guys mm. brought out some friends stuff I guess yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Friends revival was huge, so we, we kind of jumped on the bandwagon. And actually, we've been surprised because we always knew seasonal events like, you know, Mother's Day, Halloween, Christmas. We knew that would work well because people want uh, packs and cards for that. But uh, actually, I got really surprised because my two biggest events this year have been uh, the um, Football Cup in June and Eurovision. Uh, back in April and Eurovision was huge for us <laughs> I made a party bag with like a bingo some decorations and masks and people just loved it I mean I know a lot of people who do Eurovision parties and they do exactly that like they get the masks and mm. I don't know like for me Eurovision I've just never really understood it like <laughs> and I feel like everybody hates um 
the English candidate anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because coming from France, I hated the French candidate this year. And I think we came second, actually. I think France is really not bad this year. And I don't know if it's something where you just naturally hate your own country's candidate or <laughs> if it's different for other countries but it doesn't help that France and England are usually at the very bottom of the list I know I know it always seems to be like the most outlandish right um and I just feel like maybe I don't know in English culture we're just not that outlandish I'm not sure but um <laughs> you know somebody who can produce something that you know someone will talk about not just because of the sheer quality but also just like of how show-stopping it is. Oh yeah, it's 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 all a performance, really. The song itself doesn't matter as much as all the special effect and the glitter and the smoke and everything. That's what's exciting about Eurovision. It's just yeah, it's pure performance. The song themselves, well, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, like especially like some of like like the Nordic countries when you kind of. Mm. Um, I always have um, subtitles on our TV. It was from when like our son was really young and we couldn't watch anything with any volume. So we just always have subtitles on um, because they're automatically translating into English. The translations are the best thing ever. It's just <laughs> like, it's so good how poorly kind of translate the subtitles, pick it up and mm. it doesn't quite uh, represent what is what is being sung. Have you, um, have you ever been to a, a Eurovision party? Um, I haven't been to like big parties, but I've hosted some, uh, where we used to just watch together and this year, well, we couldn't really make it, um, as a big party. Although I think at that point we could have had like a small gathering with six people. Uh, but I just made it online. Basically I was on Discord with friends. I shared the bingo around that I made for party, uh, and we ticked our little boxes and we watched together and that was really fun. Nice. Yeah. I was, I knew quite a few people who were into the um kind of collaborative gaming um you know via discord as well and they said it was a lot of fun for like a lot of different occasions you can kind of you know get involved like you say if there's like you know pandemic restrictions in place it was still really fun to do right yeah it's it's great to to keep in touch really because as um so I finished uni a few years ago and uh, I'm one of the oldest in my friends. So I've seen all of my friends eventually finish uni and kind of move out for work and go throughout the entire country. And now if I want to still do something with my friends, we kind of have to do it online because they can't all come around every weekend, obviously. So uh, we just meet online, basically. Uh, and it's uh, it, it really became a tradition during lockdown because, well, no one could see <laughs> anyone. So we had to meet online. But even now that we can actually meet we still have weekly uh, gatherings online where we can watch things together play games and just generally being in the same online space yeah I think that is like really valuable like people have I feel like I've known that this is like this virtual space that you can you know collaborate and you know meet people meet friends family whatever but I feel like it really took a, a huge boom, didn't it, last year? And now people, no, it's, it's definitely more mainstream, isn't it, now than mm. as opposed to you going and kind of being part of these online communities anyway. I feel like everybody is far more tuned into it. Um, yeah, everyone knows Zoom these days. Discord is still a little bit branded as the the video game one and a bit more obscure but everyone has heard of zoom everyone has had to log in at some point yeah i've used and... zoom loads like the place i used to work that's what we used and um yeah it was it was interesting because zoom make microphones as well and i was like oh that's interesting but i'm like i was trying to find out whether zoom made a microphone before they were like an online mm you know sort yeah. of like video call space essentially but I don't know like I'm, I don't know why I'm interested in that I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that like I the first time I heard of zoom was via join this meeting and now it's like oh yeah. they make other stuff too which is kind of cool yeah. as well yeah I mean we're also um you're also on the show today and um, we're talking about like Halloween as part of like our Halloween specials and um you kind of said that you know it is your favorite holiday Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I love 
the Christmas cheer, don't get me wrong, but Halloween is, is special <laughs> to me because um, I wasn't always really into Halloween. Back in France, we didn't really ever celebrate Halloween in my family. Uh, didn't really go trick-or-treating or anything. Uh, it was always an occasion to eat a lot of chocolate, but, you know, that was, that was pretty much it. Uh, but when I came to England, I discovered the whole student side of it with, you know, student nights and dressing up and all the shops being, um, having loads of decorations and everything and it was rediscovering a, a new world <laughs> of possibilities because I, I really found that I love uh, dressing up uh, special effect makeup all this kind of thing so Halloween I usually get ready for it about the first of September I would say wow <laughs> so I get I get in the Halloween spirit like started thinking okay what's going to be my costume this year uh, okay. what party am I going to make and then as soon as the first of October hits I have my Halloween playlist I have spooky scary skeletons playing every day <laughs> spooky oh my god we just have to like I just have to like hear about more of this like so I totally get the preparing for your costume because I mean I I I do that um, for Charlie because, but they say like in, in nursery and in school, like, oh, you know, can't have anything too scary. Mm. So, I mean, he's not really, he's he's not really like interested in like franchises or characters as such. Like he'd more, he'd happily just go and dress as like a builder mm. for a day. I don't know why, but he just like <laughs> seems to like wearing the vest and like the ear yeah. defenders and stuff. Um and yeah, I mean, I thought like, oh, maybe we take him like trick or treating this year. And then I was sort of thinking, but then do I dress up? Mm. Does that look strange to <laughs> other parents? Like this like 30 odd year old person just dressing up. Well, why not? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like you go hard or go home with yeah. costumes. Like that's, that's my feeling towards it. And like you were saying about student culture, like there was always that person like in my university on like the Halloween kind of nights mm. out where they would like literally paint themselves head to toe oh, in yeah. blue and dress as a smurf <laughs> or dress as the Hulk. <laughs> and like, I just always was like, oh, I'm so glad like I don't have anybody living with me who, who has yeah, done that. I've never done a full body paint because that would be a pain to remove. However, I think uh, that would have been two years ago. I... Um, I made a uh, latex brain, so it's it's actually very easy to make prosthetics with a bit of liquid latex and flour, and you make a paste and then you can shape it. And I made a brain like that, painted it red, it looked pretty sick, and at that point I had the side of my head shaved. So I just put the prosthetic on my head and then uh, put some liquid latex to hold it, and it was very gory. I had like fake blood everywhere. It was great. Um, <laughs> I it love it. Great I love that. It was fantastic. I spooked everyone. It was great. And I got home, a uh, little bit tipsy. It was Halloween night and I had to remove it because I couldn't go to bed like this as, you know, I would have ruined my bed sheets. Uh, and it turned out <laughs> I had actually put some some liquid latex that acts like a glue onto my hair as well. And that was the most <laughs> difficult thing to remove. And I will definitely not put anything close to my hair ever again. <laughs> would you say that's like the, the most um, developed costume you've ever you've ever had or is that have you got like one that's like more kind of I think so because I've only been really doing proper Halloween costumes for the past I don't know four or five years um and this one I made an actual prosthetics and everything so uh that was probably the the one where I pushed it the most um I just enjoy it it takes a few hours but it's very uh rewarding to see people look at you like oh <laughs> like that yeah like they they've really gone yeah, all out like good, good for you, yeah. and then you go out, everyone like serves you a drink thinking okay that's a bit creepy you go to the ghost toilet and everyone's like oh my god I love your makeup this is so great it's a great feeling and are you like it's not makeup <laughs> I'm a real zombie or something. (laughs) We we have this thing by us called um, Farmageddon. Um, And we used to always go and it was like, basically, they they have these, it's it's a kid's farm. But, you know, I must say no animals are involved in this like Halloween extravaganza. But they have these disused barns and they turn them um, around Halloween for the entire month of October, actually, they, they turn them into these, like, I think one's called like the meat locker 
ones called like oh God, I can't even remember the name of them but they're really frightening <laughs> and they're all like themed yeah. and you go and there's like these people walking around like exactly like that they're obviously paid actors and they're like coming really up to you like in your personal space while you're waiting in a queue I remember this one time we were in this queue and like this kind of I think she was like a nurse or a zombie something in between those blurred lines Mm -hmm. maybe a patient I don't know something medical which is always like a little bit creepy anyway (laughs) isn't it and she just literally stood inches from my face and she had like contact lenses in so like she had this like blurred look on her face Mm. and it was just and she did this for about half an hour she just (laughs) every time the queue moved she'd move slightly with us and honestly like I had nightmares about that for a long time it was a little bit disturbing and then like they must have the all these people like laughing or like screaming in their faces Mm. all like the whole of October (laughs) but they must love it yeah I just have to break character I just laugh I just I was never um, good good at anything like that. I just can't like literally hold hold character. Yeah, I uh, (laughs) I I don't do that kind of thing. Like, uh, I I did an escape room once that was horror themed, and as much as I love horror content, I don't want to be like the person experiencing it. (laughs) So I did a a horror escape room where at some point we entered the code, the door opened, and and someone jumped at us and immediately left and. I don't know if I screamed, but it definitely felt like it. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I like horror, I like movies, I like games, but I don't do the type of stuff where you are the one experiencing it. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't do it anymore. I feel like as I've got older, yeah. I feel like my threshold for that sort of stuff is just, you know, it's a lot lower <laughs> than it used to be. Um, but I do, I, I completely agree. Like, I love scary films and all that all that sort of stuff like I think with scary films what it is for me is like I think it's the element that you can control Mm. your own like if you don't like it just turn it off right that's it done but like with something like a real life experience well not real real life Mm. but like what feels very real I don't know it definitely taps into something else it's a bit too immersive if you get me yeah I get you Do you um do you kind of like have a tradition like on Halloween night that you that you like since you've been enjoying Halloween like what do you kind of do is it always like do you go out or are there any films you watch in prep for that um so I usually try to have a party on like the weekend of Halloween because like this year I think it's on a Sunday and I don't really want to be partying on <laughs> on a Sunday night so no, that's that's fair uh, I'm hosting a party on the thirtieth um and. Yeah, the plan is to, uh, just like I did two years ago, actually, uh, do pre-drinks with a movie, uh, with a drinking game. Uh, And I have learned that the movie needs to be not something that has a good plot because people don't really pay attention and it annoys me. (laughs) So uh, we watched Scream two years ago and my friends were like, oh, that's kind of dumb fun. I was like, oh, actually, it's a really good movie. Uh, You just don't get all the references in it. I was being really authentic. So now I know it needs to be some dumb fun don't get hung up on um and then just classic um house party really uh i do insist on all my guests wearing a costume otherwise i'm extremely disappointed um, you're not allowed in no costume no admittance yes well they will get in but i will i will glare at them all night with my spooky costume yeah i mean have you ever seen like that film uh that film mean girls yes Lovely. where they have like that halloween party <laughs> And Lindsay Lohan, I mean, that would be me. (laughs) That would be me. I'd like, and I think that's why it's so funny because, you know, for me, like Halloween was always about like dressing up as something that was like scary. But yeah, it's um, in that film, she doesn't really get the memo about how all the high school girls Mm. obviously dress as like, you know, something a little bit skimpy, (laughs) something that, you know, um, isn't terrifying whatsoever yeah. really well it isn't to me anyway but I mean in terms of like going back to like the scary film mm-hmm. thing I mean when like when you're saying like the plot line doesn't have to be like so good so then do you kind of like find like 
what I refer to as like the dregs of Netflix in terms of like strange horror um, films, right? It's tempting. Um, I think um, I've I've tried to find a movie that is like not absolutely terrible. Though we watched um, Annabelle two a few years ago, and that was that's horrible. That was that's horrible. Bad. That was actually really funny because the movie was just <laughs> so terrible that it ended up being quite good. I was going for a serious movie, but it ended up being quite funny um, wait so hang on that 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 annabelle too isn't that the one where there's like a doll right and then they like do they inherit the doll i really can't remember it's so long I since i've seen it i think it's the prequel uh oh so how the doll came how about yeah, it tells you how much i remember from this movie um if i think it's the prequel because the end of annabelle 2 ends with the opening sequence of annabelle 1 if i remember correctly um it just it just wasn't very good. So I know that I watched a movie that's like decent, but isn't too heavy on the plot. So I think we're going to watch Freaky this year, which is the same director as uh, Happy Death Day. And that's right, a, it's okay. a really fun type of movie where it's kind of a dumb concept, but the execution is is pretty good and it's generally funny. So that if someone taps out for a while to go get a drink, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I thought like. For me, if I was looking for like a silly film, I'd go like straight down the route of Sharknado. Yep, yeah. And, Meg- and Megalodon yeah. versus Mega Shark or whatever it's called, all those types of films and potentially on the list. Yeah, I think if because uh, I'm interested in in the uh, in this movie that I'm going to show this year. I think next year we might just go for pure dumb fun. <laughs> yeah, like it's weird because those films like they get like quite a cult following, mm. don't they? Like. I think that it must just be like so bad. Like, and I think the directors and the scriptwriters must know it that oh, it's yeah. got to be. It's got to be so so bad that when like people watch it, they're like, "I can't think of anything else." <laughs> I remember one one Halloween we watched something called Killer Beavers. Oh, that rings a bell, actually. <laughs> yeah, and Killer Beavers is like. I'm sure it's like a sleepy town in Montana, somewhere like Midwest, I don't know. And then it's like, you know, all these strange things are happening and, you know, all these like occurrences where it's like, what could have bitten that? Like, who could have eaten all the cows? Yeah. And then they find out it's killer beavers. And you're just like, oh, okay. And then it's just like all carnage erupts. And it's like, okay, now I've got 45 minutes of watching them fight these beavers. Mm-hmm. And then after like they do kind of like the death, the death count, <laughs> it's like we lost we lost a lot of good men out there. <laughs> and it's like take stock, but we're glad we beat the beavers. Yep. It's yep. so random. Yeah, love a good uh, dumb plot. Do you have any like... Av- Oh yeah, I mean, did you ever watch um, Mars Attacks? Yeah, a uh, while ago, but yeah, I did. Yeah, it was great. That has to be like the one film that's like it's got so many big names in it. Mm. I don't know how they managed to get so many big <laughs> names to agree to such a strange film. <laughs> When you had, like, films coming out at the time, like Independence Day. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it works. Mars Attacks. It was, it was one of those films that some really horrifying scenes in that. Um, and I think that probably would be on my Halloween list, actually, mm. in terms of what I would like to watch. When we were kids, we used to watch uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas yep. every year, like, without fail. Classic. And Hocus Pocus. I just don't know when it's, like, appropriate to show... The Nightmare Before Christmas to Charlie. I don't know. I don't want to scar him, but... <laughs> yeah, um, I probably can't give you any good advice because my dad is a huge horror movie fan and I've definitely seen horror movies way too early. <laughs> so I think I did. I, yeah, I, I think I did. I remember like being on holiday and we used to take a bunch of videos of us and my dad brought um nightmare on elm street mm. oh, yeah, i've seen that definitely when i was young <laughs> yeah that's horrendous like i always remember there's like the scene where they're in school i think and then they see like a body 
in the hallway and it was just like the scariest thing <laughs> I don't recommend any parents showing their kids no. that but <laughs> but I was probably exposed to it far too young like you're like you were kind of saying yeah definitely I mean I I, I was very very scared of horror movies for a very long time I still remember um in that would have been uh, college, I think, first year. So I would have been like maybe 14, 15, gathering with friends. Uh, we watched a horror movie, we watched The Grudge, uh, and we were absolutely terrified. So, so scared. Uh, it put me off horror movies for a while, and I kind of just grew used to them uh, after a while again. Uh, yeah. We watched The Grudge, and I can't remember how old I was, but I was definitely old enough to have like friends staying over and... I think it was like a birthday, one of my birthdays, which is in October. And I had, um, so we watched The Grudge. We rented it from Blockbuster that used to exist. <laughs> and we we put it on and just like that, uh, isn't there when like The Grudge is near, I think, mm-hmm. right? Is that The Grudge? I'm definitely thinking of the right film there, aren't I? Uh, it probably is. Um there's been Japanese one, American remake, where it's in a house. The house is basically cursed because people have died in it. And she's she's like a lady in white with long black hair. She makes this awful throat noise when she crawls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I remember um, having all these, like, friends staying over. And where the house was, it was, like, weird. It had, like, a balcony and you could, like, go off the balcony because it was, like, quite low. Mm-hmm. And basically stand on the, the the driveway, and I remember one of the people like sneaking off, one of my friends sneaking off, and hiding like around this driveway, making that noise. Oh, and like when we came out, it was like the <laughs> worst thing, honestly. It wasn't the Japanese version, which I heard yeah. is like far far worse. Um, but yeah, that that will always stay with me. And I think imagery that they use in horror films stays with you, mm. right? Like so, just. The odd image, yeah. like I always associate like Annabelle with like the image of that doll's mm. face, the grudge with like the the, the person with like mm. the hair kind of. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's horrible, but I can't look away at the same yeah. time. <laughs> what are like some of like the really good ones? Do you have like any recommendations? I feel like I've watched a lot of horror yeah, in, um, in my life, but I do, I'm always open. It's a, Horror is, a, is an interesting uh, type because I, I've consumed so much of like horror movies, horror anime and manga, but it's hard to give actual good recommendations because it's easy to fall into just kind of like fast food horror that's just, you know, jump scares and everything. But I have a few that I really, really love. And actually, I think my two favorites are both zombie movies and I'm not that really into zombies, but uh, my two recommendations would be Train to Busan, which is a Korean movie. Um, and Reg, which is a Spanish one, uh, both quite different in their setting because Reg uh, takes place in a um, apartment building uh, where a camera crew gets stuck in with firefighters. Uh, the the whole building gets um, closed off because some kind of contamination going in uh and it's very claustrophobic because you're stuck in this building and it's fa- it's kind of like fan footage type very very oppressive really good movie while train to be sun takes place on the train as you can imagine <laughs> so they're traveling uh trying to make it to busan and uh uh, Train to Busan is actually surprisingly emotional. You actually care about the characters, which is not something you usually do in a zombie movie. So uh, definitely cried once or twice while <laughs> finishing that movie. So really good. I feel like is there an is there like an American version of Rack? Because yes, I, mean, I feel like I've often, seen one. The, the, like I think that. there's going to be an American version of Train to Busan as well. Because as always, when a foreign movie gets popular, uh, there is an American remake to just bring it back and it's not good the the reg american version is not good doesn't no, i can't remember what it's called i, I remember the that... same and then you know when you were kind of saying if we go like right back to the beginning in terms of like your playlist um tell me more i need to know what this playlist consists of um so i i like having a horror themed uh soundtrack for october when i'm trying to gain the mood you know when working on preparing a party or preparing like halloween resources i just like being in the mood so i have a few uh classic halloween songs let me see if i can find that for you uh spooky scary skeletons is 
the classic that everyone needs to to listen to. Um, I mean, I love that. I found that on Disney Plus, like the actual video clip of it, and it's like the strangest thing. Oh yeah, uh, it's. Great. And there's obviously like there's obviously like a club remix yeah, of that that yeah, people always all like. The <laughs> and then all the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack as well goes on there, uh, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, soundtrack. Oh. Just Love lots it. of bangers that are like spooky bangers, basically. Spooky yeah. bangers. Is that the name of the playlist? <laughs> it's just called <laughs> Halloween, but in my heart is spooky bangers, yeah. Spooky bangers. I like that very much. I love that. I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, I've been trying to get my husband to watch it, like, for the entirety that we've known each other, and he just won't. That's a shame. I know. I know. It's just like... <laughs> The strangest thing, isn't it? But I feel like it's either something that you have to completely buy into mm. or at least like you're saying, be in the mood to, mm. to watch because a, lo- a lot of stuff happens in it and it's yeah, it's, it's quite it's, it's quite disorientating. Ride. It's a yeah. wild ride, definitely. <laughs> I actually only first saw it a few years ago and that was when the uh, the Sheffield Students Union was having a special um uh, live showing where we were in the um the theater room of the students union and then the burlesque society uh had like intermissions in between um the movie scenes where they would act out do some show um they would like spray us with water when they're under the rain uh you know just make it the whole experience interactive and that was a really really fun way to experience the movie for the first time yeah so i watched the rocky horror picture show when i must have been I want to say 13, 14, something like that. And I was just obsessed with it, like literally. (laughs) And I got like a couple of friends to come round and we dressed up and I was magenta. And then another friend was Dr. Frankenfurter. And I can't remember what the third friend was. Maybe Janet. Mm. I don't know. It feels like she would have been Janet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's easy. And it's easy to do, just wear what you were wearing before. But yep. it was just, it's just the funnest. Like the songs are so good, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. I love the songs. Bangers, really. <laughs> Other way, huh? <laughs> and like, I don't think, I wonder, like, is the Time Warp originally from that movie or is that a separate song, like, that they incorporated? I think I feel like it must be like all the songs just fit the movie so well. I think they were written there, but I don't actually know. And then, like, you have The Nightmare Before Christmas on that playlist as well. Oh, which yeah. It's just like such, such good music, mm. anyway. Which is a, a bit odd to me because I obviously, when I watched the movie first, because it came out quite a few years ago, it was in French. So I actually know the songs in French. So I've had to relearn all of them with the English lyrics so I can also sing it in English, which is always a bit weird. Same with all like the Disney songs. The few Disney songs I actually know in French, I have to relearn them in English now. Is it like when you when you've obviously heard the Night Before Christmas songs in French and then you learn them in English? Is there anything like that's weirdly phrased? I think, you know, French translations, especially for songs, are actually quite clever in, in all the media that I've seen anyway. Um, when it's big budget, they do spend a lot of time and effort trying to make it sound right. So I find it always fascinating to see how songs are translated in other languages because um, often you have to go with the flow rather with the strict meaning uh, of the song. So it can actually mean like slightly different things in different languages. Um, I think it's fairly close for the entire song, but it's always funny to pick up different words in different languages. Yeah, I remember because I I heard it in Spanish first and they, um, when they call Santa Claus Sandy Claus, Mm. they don't, obviously have a word well they do but it wouldn't fit so they just use like the english word mm. and they're like is this nombre sandy claus <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> and they say like is the worst halloween is the worst mm. halloween um which i really really like but you know again in spain they don't really do halloween well definitely not where i was was living anyway like they don't because it's like a a very like catholic yeah like you know area they don't like similar to Christmas like you won't drive down a street and see like every house like beaming with Mm. lights 
there's no like Halloween parties or anything like that. So to to trick or treat yeah. is a strange thing to do in Spain. Yeah. Um. In well, I'm from in France, it wasn't really a thing when I was a kid, but it's starting to be a thing because it's it's a commercial holiday basically now. So it is becoming more and more common to just you know buy some sweets around Halloween just in case kids come around and then you know at least you can have, have something for them uh but it's it's definitely not anything religious uh whether it's celebrated in france it's just well i guess i have to buy sweets now or oh, no <laughs> yeah i mean which is never a bad yeah. bad thing to have in the house anyway like <laughs> exactly. you know everything in moderation i mean i bought a tub of like harry bow a couple of weeks ago mm. and it is it is looking sad now oh. i didn't eat it i didn't eat it i will not take responsibility for that because <laughs> I'm not really a sweet person. I'm just not. Like, I prefer chocolate. Um, I don't have... Yeah, sweet <laughs> chocolate. Yeah. Money. Whatever you, whatever you want to give. Halloween, you know, trick-or-treating. Yeah. Did you did you not trick-or-treat as a kid, though? No, I, I can't remember ever doing that, to be honest. Um, and I, I think I would have found that a bit weird, like, just walking to people's doors and knocking. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I think that's the creepiest part, honestly. Just sending your kids off to knock on strangers' doors is like both a strange tradition. Yeah, I mean, I want to try this year where they say trick or treat, and I'm going to say trick and just <laughs> see what happens. You know, every, every three <laughs> visitors just come on, then watch your trick. <laughs> I want pen, pen and teller standard tricks from you guys. <laughs> and they'll just like they won't have it obviously because they're just expecting sweets mm. we went to um we're like gearing up for it you know because we live in like it's like a village but you know there's like a lot I think there's like a lot of kids who you know are wanting to trick-or-treat and that technically I think the tradition is if you have a pumpkin outside and it's got right. a candle in it that's saying come on in mm take some sweets yep. you know come into our front garden take some sweets but if you don't and all your lights are off it's like oh don't bother yeah you know yeah they're like they don't they don't, they don't want to know yeah, so you know enough. I yeah yeah I mean I think like definitely the other side of it is like you know if you're elderly living on your own you don't want to be yeah dealing with that necessarily or you know if you've got children in the house potentially who you know don't really react well to the doorbell being rang every few minutes mm. that's fair too yeah I get it but you know I think that's like an unwritten rule that if there's no pumpkin don't come <laughs> yeah, knocking leave basically <laughs> leave, leave us alone but we we went to like a farm shop at the weekend and they have some pumpkins that they have to lift with like a forklift truck oh, wow. because they are so massive oh. like I think the biggest one they had was like 60 kilos thing <laughs> I know and it's like I think last year as well there was like a lot of trends on social about oh uh, if you if you have this pumpkin then you have to like you can't just like you decorate it you have to like use the insides mm -hmm. too which I think in England is like oh we actually have to not waste stuff that's fine yeah <laughs> uh, it's I, I actually uh don't bake with pumpkins very much or this type of uh, veggie but I do really really love roasting uh, seeds uh, so I do try to cover pumpkin every year and then it's, it's great because I get to collect it all the inside pop it in the oven with a few spices and then it makes for a really nice snack I really want to make pumpkin pie yeah. like they have in America like it always looks so yummy yeah. and so like sweet and lovely on, on you know when you see it in a film and, you know, I tried to make pumpkin soup and honestly, it just looked disgusting. <laughs> it was like, it was just like orange water. Oh, no. That's literally, <laughs> because it's such a water-based, mm. it is a vegetable, yeah. I'm presuming. I mean, we say this is not, we, it's meant to be an education podcast and I feel <laughs> like I just don't educate anyone in anything. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll Google it whether a, a pumpkin is a vegetable or if you know, you can obviously tell us on our social channels, not a clue really. Um, I just know one year they were growing them in the field next to my parents and I was like, oh, there's like a little baby pumpkin. That's so cute. And it wasn't, it was like, what do they call them? They're like a smaller pumpkin. Mm. I can't remember the word for it. 
but I made it into like a little minion, mm. you know, like oh, a yeah. Despicable Me minion and gave it like a little little eyeglass mm. and stuff. Yeah. I think that one is uh, one is called Stuart. And yeah, it rotted really quick. So. Oh, yeah, they do. I, uh, I tend to keep my pumpkins for way too long because, you know, you spend an hour or two carving it. You're quite happy with it. You take your photo and it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to throw it away just yet. And then you keep it and you keep it. And one year, I don't know where I'd left it, if it was like on the windowsill or something. And I, I lifted it to eventually throw it away and it just <laughs> fell through, uh, just completely oh. rotting. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween uh, is over. This, yeah. is, this is what I have to accept. Yeah, now. so now I know. As soon as the pumpkin turns just a little bit darker, I throw it away. <laughs> Don't keep it. Yeah, so we, me and my husband, we have these things called like wars in our house. It's not aggressive or anything, it's just some light passive aggressiveness behavior. And so, like, you know, if I don't like um something in a particular way i'll like move it mm. and then he'll move it back mm. but we don't ever talk about it i see <laughs> and then one of one of us will acknowledge it so like the other day it was like baby wipe wars where like he's like i can never find the wipes and i was like well i can never find them so we're always moving it in a place that we feel is like convenient for us and then last year we had pumpkin wars where Jonathan spends so long, he's very artsy, so long carving his pumpkin. And I'm not joking, we'll sit down and do it at like six o'clock. Mm. Charlie isn't really interested, so he'll be in bed when we actually start it. And we carve all the stuff out. And Jonathan will have spent two, three days prior <laughs> to this sketching it out, oh, like wow. what he and like looking on Pinterest yeah. and trying to find like ideas for it. And I'm like basically just your basic triangle jagged face mm-hmm. one I go for the sympathy vote that it looks yeah. so terrible you have to like you it tried. yeah oh that's that's a nice that's a nice effort well done but you know he really goes all mm. out to make his like really scary or really artistic I think one year he did like a whole scene from Nightmare Before Christmas in it mm. And it was really pretty. I'm like, oh, it's going to rot soon now. <laughs> yeah, you have to take your, your photo shoot, uh, have some nice lighting, put it on social media, and then accept the fact that it will never look as good as it does right now. It's no, exactly. Ex- yeah, exactly. And um, he put his outside our like back door, which leads to the garden. And every day you're like, walking past it, and it's like raining, and it's you know not having a good time out there. And since Jonathan I was like this needs to be taken inside I think it's I think it's molding a bit I was like you know you need to like put it in a bin bag put it in the garden waste or whatever and he was like no 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 it's got a bit of life left in it I'm not kidding Marin it disintegrated <laughs> yeah I'm not surprised <laughs> it completely like and it talked and then it became like almost like a little weird experiment oh, like God, how yeah. long do you think it will take to disintegrate there's like mm. health hazard outside our door mm. that's it didn't really go moldy it just kind of collapsed on itself yeah, it and then become sad really it just just caves in yeah it is sad but you know there is and I'm not proud of this we did have our patio cleaned but there are some seeds still about <laughs> <laughs> from the pumpkin <laughs> But yeah, it was like we're having pumpkin wars because like, who's going to move it? Who's not going to move it? And then it's his pumpkin. I think he should move it. Yeah. Why should I move it? I, I took care of mine um, because it was at the front of the house and I felt like the mailman would just stop coming to us because <laughs> it was just rotting. But, you know, I, I think like in a family way, people celebrate Halloween. Like, I think it's definitely got more American mm. in the UK, yeah. like. I remember when it was like literally put a bed sheet over you, like put some eye holes mm. in and you were a ghost or you had a witch or you had like you, an old brush and you were a witch, <laughs> you know, that was, that was the extent of it. And I see so many, so many kids now who like have costumes kind of, and they're so expensive. Mm. I think there's a massive pressure on parents to spend quite a lot of money on the Halloween thing, which is why I think like the Twinkle Party stuff's awesome because it gives like parents and schools who are celebrating Halloween like 
a chance not to spend so much money on result on like party stuff yeah right yeah and the, the stuff that we use um it's all printable and you can just use printed paper for some of the crafts you can use paper scraps you can use magazines anything you have laying around really because it's i mean it looked great anyway uh we made like a one of my favorite recently has been a, a tiny witch hat craft um i've got one here actually uh, that you're not gonna that's the most to it but uh <laughs> it's it's <laughs> basically mean, a tiny uh, witch cone hat um with a very simple template that you can that you could use on felt for example to make a little felt hat uh, for dolls you can use it with printer paper you can use on color paper and it makes for really really cute tiny crafts basically so I, i've really enjoyed trying to make resources that anyone can grab like you've got an afternoon to fill you don't really know what to do grab some craft resources and just have fun with it yeah and i think that's we were kind of falling over the half term as well it's almost like you know families will be looking for stuff to do and mm. it can get a bit over the top to the point where you're actually like Am I spending the same on Christmas <laughs> decorations as I am on Halloween decorations? But yeah. you know, I saw I saw the other day as well on Facebook that someone was selling a Pennywise the Clown kids costume. Oh wow! And I was like, I know. And they always debate this every year, like, are costumes too scary? And I feel like that mm. probably, even if they haven't seen it, mm. I I think that's a little scary, right? Like, yeah. Uh, probably is and it's you, you see a lot of um, younger kids on YouTube on social media showing off their costuming skills their makeup skills and I, I saw a video about a really young child maybe I don't know four years old doing really impressive makeup and she did a lot of horror characters so Pennywise um, the the characters from Saw for example and it's like that's really impressive, but how do you know about these characters in the first place? It felt like you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so I saw something yesterday. I don't know if you've watched Squid Game yes. on Netflix. So I finished it over the weekend and I saw something that some children, I mean, it's just like a photo, mm -hmm. so I don't know how real it is, but like some children were allegedly playing red light green light which is it is it is a game but they were like oh how do they know about it this is like terrible I mean it is a 15 it probably should be a higher rating but mm. at the same time it's like well it is a children's game I find it anyway so funny how all these people are saying oh they're playing the game from squid game it's it's not called red light green light everywhere but it is a game that every kid has played we call it under trois soleil in france and you just yeah. say one two three sun and then you turn around you know if if you spot someone they go back to the end of the line and every kid has played that it's not because of squid game and even if it was because of squid game then I feel like when something gets popular, everyone gets to hear about it. And it doesn't mean that the kids have seen it, but it becomes a phenomenon outside of like the show itself. So, you know, if kids want to play this game because of the show, then cool. That's great. Well, we call it, we call it, um, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Mm. That's interesting. And then, yeah, the person is like, I mean, you get to, I want to say 12 o'clock. Mm. I haven't played it in a long time because I'm a I'm an adult and I don't, I don't want to play that. But um, yeah, they I think you're meant to get to twelve o'clock and the wolf kind of same same as Undia Trois, yeah. like they'll have what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Mm. And then he turns around and says one o'clock. Mm. And then, you know, if he turns around and catches you, mm. then you're out. Yeah. So exactly same principle, just of like a weird time complication yeah. in it I don't really know why it can't just be numbers <laughs> yeah. or a sun why does it have to be a wolf I don't know but yeah it's I don't think like you know when you when you're sort of saying how do they know mm. about these characters like you're exactly like you're saying like I don't think they actually see it mm. it becomes like this whole other following and I think that with social media like we're all we're all consuming short form content like constantly mm. and I think because of that like they they kind of piece it together themselves about actually watching yeah. the film and they're like oh all they need to know is that Pennywise is a terrifying yeah. clown you know and that's that's all they kind of need to know yeah. and what is he what does this character look like okay I can make that character yeah. but I think like 
when I was a teacher, I think if a child would have come into school dressed as Pennywise, I just don't know what I would have said. I would have been like, this is something for SLT. I don't really know how to deal with it because yeah. the child will be the child will be proud of it, mm. you know. They're they're going to be, whether or not, you know, but the most of the schools I worked in, they didn't they didn't celebrate Halloween, at least not as big as they probably would have done at home mm. because they're religious schools, so they they don't they don't necessarily like make a big thing of it. Some some religious schools do. Like I've worked in one religious school, like a Catholic school, yeah. that they um they had like a disco, oh. you know, and they just put like some some decorations up and stuff. Yeah. And but they didn't they didn't they didn't allow costumes. They just allowed own clothes. So oh. they kind of draw a line somewhere. Yeah. So that sounds like your worst nightmare, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, no, no costumes. You know, yeah, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun to dress up, and you you can still dress up with your own clothes. Um, there's a type of uh, cosplay called um, closet cosplay where you just use clothes that are just regular ones. Because if you're trying to do a costume for a character from a TV show, for example, that takes place in our world, then it can be a costume but still look normal. So you could still go around the rules like this by looking like a character but still wearing normal clothes. Yeah, I'm civilian number two. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you do cosplay with own clothes? Is that not just your own, or does it have to be like someone else's clothes but own clothes? Well, if that it makes could sense? be like um, let's take a show. Let's take Riverdale for example. It absolute beautiful show. Um, it's it takes place in our world, so any type of show that takes place in you know everyday life, uh, you can still dress like the character, but because they wear jeans and t-shirts and all that, you, technically you're wearing normal clothes. But if someone has seen the show, then they will recognize. Oh yeah, you look like that character. Ah, oh, okay, okay. So you're still aiming for like a character persona. Yeah. So you know the people who know will recognize <laughs> okay. you, and the people who don't will. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you just look normal. Have you ever seen anyone come to one of your parties dressed as a cosplay? I'm going to call it a cosplay civilian because I don't... Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can't force all my friends to dress up, obviously. So uh, because I, I, I hound them, telling them, make an effort, try to do something. You always have the smartest coming with, you know, regular clothes. But, oh, you know, I'm dressed like Jim from The Office. And you're like... Oh, that's so good, though. <laughs> he doesn't so dress sneaky. up, though. <laughs> so always happens, but yeah. Accept the effort. Yeah, yeah. You have to be like, oh, good, good, good try. Do you have like a costume contest at your party? I don't. Um, I've had in the past when I've made with bigger groups because um, I don't. I don't want to like force people to really go hard and everything. Uh, I'll just uh, <laughs> bask in the praise that I receive from my own costume, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you allowed to say? What your costume is this year? Uh, sure, I've uh, I'm actually not doing a, a scary costume this year. Uh, I uh, I've put together a costume for the Legend of Zelda from the last game, um, from Breath of the Wild, because I've been meaning to do a Zelda cosplay for years and years and years. So uh, I shall be doing that. Well, that sounds like the best thing ever. <laughs> That's so awesome. Has it been hard, like finding like um, the right material? Yeah, and... I'm. I don't sew much. I've I've tried, and uh, it's complicated. I don't have a sewing machine, so I found most uh, of the costume like uh, pre-made, and then I just have to fill the the gaps, like the gloves, uh, the boots. Uh, I've I've made some elf ears actually myself with by making a mold and putting some latex over it and everything. Um, that's been quite interesting to do. Uh, but yeah, I only do the bits and pieces that are fairly easy as a beginner to make because I'm no, I'm not a very good crafty person. <laughs> does it um, does it kind of take a while to kind of get ready? Oh yeah, for your party oh, as yeah. well. It does. Uh, it's so like an all day thing. The one, not all day, because uh, for the past few years it, it landed during the uh, the week, so I kind of had to work during the day and then get ready. But the one for two years ago, when I had that brain prosthetic, it easily took me, I think, two hours to get ready because I had to put it on, then I had to do the makeup, I had to put my contact lenses, which takes me easily half an hour because I'm not good at wearing contact lenses. Um, it takes a while, but it, it feels very rewarding when you get to show it to people. What do you like think it is about like Halloween that is is like 
so special to you like because people people get excited like normally like I guess over Christmas I don't know why my thing is like Easter oh really I have no I have no idea why like I'm not religious yeah. in in the slightest but I just really like it yeah. I think it's because I had not like a nice like thing of it when I was a kid you know yeah we have like barbecues and it was just like a nice time to be in the family together and we were always traveling around Christmas so but you know I kind of like all holidays but for me I get really excited about Easter oh yeah that's interesting for me I think Halloween is because it's it's the perfect excuse to do all sorts of things that we enjoy normally so doing crafts doing uh decorations uh dressing up putting special makeup just spooky things obviously i do like horror movies and everything so it's the perfect mix of all things that i like to do throughout the year but because it's october i get to do with friends as well and i get to hand and be like oh watch a horror movie with me or dress up with me or you know all that kind of things uh halloween is just a really nice nice excuse to do all the things yeah i kind of just indulge in it a little mm. bit i guess yeah you get to be a kid again for an entire month it's great yeah and then do you have before we finish do you have like any top twinkle party resources that you're saying you're not that crafty but like say say for like people who also aren't maybe crafty who would find it easy like what are your like top ones um so i'm not crafty as in i I don't really put stuff together i like art so i like artsy things but if i need to actually curtain things it, it becomes a bit more complicated so I would say um, the tiny witch hat one uh, has been really cute to make because it makes lots of tiny hats that you can put around your house. Um, <laughs> I made one that is um, a hanging ghost uh, paper craft where it's just like a, a, a ghost curling on itself. And then when you cut it, you can hang it and it just kind of falls through and just twirls in the air. Uh, it's very cute. Like a, spa- like a spiral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very cute. Um, we made uh, some monster masks as well just covering the eyes so that's a really quick and easy way if you don't have a Halloween costume just go on Twinkle grab a mask and there cut it and then in a minute you have a very easy uh, costume just ready for you uh, I'd say that's my top three that I've really enjoyed making that's really cool to hear oh thanks Marin um, I've really really enjoyed talking all things Halloween with yeah you it's in. been fun I could go on for I mean, hours to be it- honest <laughs> Yeah, I mean, your your party sounds like a lot of fun. Mm. Um, are they big parties as well? Like, are like 20, 30 people there? Um, well, with most of my friends out of Sheffield now, it's a bit difficult to get that many people in. Uh, I think probably more between 10 and 15. Um, I do host it in my flat, and my flat isn't that big. Uh, so, yeah, uh, around about a dozen people, which is enough to have good fun, uh, but not enough that uh, my neighbours complain because there's too much noise. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the sweet spot. That's the ideal. Yes. And I mean, you say you're not crafty, but are you like one of those people who like, <laughs> you're saying that, <laughs> but you make prosthetics. Like I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I've, I've really leaned into it for the past few years and, and started doing things that I, I totally didn't before moving to England so I'd, I'd never done this kind of craft before and just joining societies and and discovering Halloween has really opened up new alleys for me and I think I say I'm not crafty because I don't sew uh I can't, I can't yeah sew. that's, that's no, the no. one thing I can't do but the rest I'm, I'm willing to try anything basically yeah I mean I don't sew I've tried quite a lot of paper craft stuff um on the team I used to work at at Twinkle and again I feel like I'd get best effort yeah. For those <laughs> but it's not like I feel like you have to be a certain type of learner maybe or a certain type of person to really mm. get the the tabs where they should go and mine just look like I don't know not not what the instructions yeah. dictate yeah I've tried origami a few times and then by the time I'm done it's like I don't think it's supposed to look like <laughs> this is not a swan yeah there's definitely <laughs> things I'm more at ease with and uh, folding paper is not my specialty no, no, mine neither, <laughs> mine neither. Thanks for listening to this Halloween special and have a spectacular night. All right, that was pretty cheesy, but um, yeah, have a good one and take care.